Just because he graduated WVU doesn't mean he's educated. But he does know sports. It's Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh at 970 AM and now at 106.3 FM. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Eventually, I will get to the point where I don't pause before I give Tom's Twitter handle, but he'll have to have more than 105 followers for me to care. Tell you, kids, tell you what, we're doing radio up in here. Last night, the Ravens played the Colts in a game that I did not watch, in a game that most of America did not watch, but is currently airing on the NFL Network. And I looked at the Ravens' schedule. And they're playing three games in 11 days, starting last night. And the NFL thinks we're stupid. They think we're dumb. They are so contradictory when it comes to player safety that it makes me want to shove my head into a toilet and give myself a swirl. Every team plays on Thursdays. The league wants to play, and the owners want to play an 18-game schedule. They're not eliminating preseason games, although there is some groundswell to get it to two. They're anti-medical marijuana. And now, according to reports, tomorrow there's a conference call where they're going to discuss the new helmet rule, and they might be pulling back on it a little bit. What? How quickly does public perception change the NFL to? There's an outcry for player safety, so they overreact to make it look like there's going to be player safety. Then there's an outcry that there's too much being called in the way of player safety, and they're going to pull that back. The anthem issue, they come out of the blue and say, oh, here's our policy, even though no one was thinking about the anthem problem at that time. And then when the NFLPA gets their panties in a bunch, they release a statement. The NFL says, ah, you know what, just kidding. We're going to pull back on that, too. The NFL contradicts itself not only on player safety, but in everything they do. And yet we still love it. Yet we still consume it. What could happen that would make you say goodbye forever? To me, I don't know if there is anything that would. When you see Ryan Shazier get hurt the way he gets hurt last year and you still put your TV on, the next week and watch football, still continue watching that game? Does someone have to die on the field for you to turn it off? The NFL knows. I do have a point here, I promise. They know that no matter what they do, they ain't losing you. They know that no matter how contradictory they are, they know that no matter how stupid their rules are, catch or otherwise, they still have you locked in. So they can protect themselves However they want against lawsuits, and you're not going to care. Dale Lolly had an interesting tweet earlier on in the day. He's our buddy from the Steelers Radio Network and, of course, DKPittsburghSports.com. Steelers Nation Radio, too. I mean, if you really want the whole Dale Lolly resume. He tweeted out that last year, among 
TV's top 100 rated games. 71 uh, shows, pardon me, 71 of them were NFL games. In 2007, that figure was 22 of 100. That's unbelievable. And maybe it's wrong. Just kidding. It's right. Dale's credible as all. Get out. They can do whatever they want. They've got you by your balls, America. They're holding on to your loins and not letting go. It doesn't matter what the league does. You're still on board. You're still watching. You're still tuned in. The first preseason games after the Hall of Fame game doesn't count. That night, the top 17 trending topics on Twitter, all, all of them, had to do with the National Football League. We don't care. We say we care. We get up on our high horses and our soapboxes, and we say, I'm not doing it anymore. If you're a right winger, you say, they're kneeling, I'm out. No, you're not. If you're a left winger, you say, Colin Kaepernick's not in the league, I'm out. No, you're not. You're still watching. They're putting flags on them. It's wussy football. It's the wussification of America. I'm out. No, you're not. You're still watching. The next time you hear somebody come up to you and whisper in your ear, I'm done with the league. Call them a liar. Because that's what they are. A liar. 412-922-2874. As for the new helmet rule and whether or not they pull it back, the one thing I don't want to see is them add instant replay to the mix. And that's one of the things they're discussing. Add instant replay to the mix so that you can get the call right and so that you can determine what the intent was. You can't determine intent via instant replay. If a guy walks into a bank and shoots the teller in the face, and you see that on a security camera, okay, that shows intent. But an NFL football player lowering his shoulder, lowering his head, going into a tackle, is he trying to lead with his helmet, or is he just so happy to be leading with his helmet? You can't tell that by video. So all you're going to have is doubling down of the call being made, if it's all about intent. Now, if it's about whether or not the helmet actually does make contact with the individual, I can get behind it a little bit. I'd rather him get it right. But if it's about intent, which is being discussed, Mike Flurry reported it could be, that's a problem. Because all you're going to do is see the Al Riverons of the world rubber stamp the initial call on the field after five minutes of video review. And the last thing we need is for these games to be slowed down. Although, as I just said, we're still going to watch anyway. A lot of people are mad that a lot of people got mad about the way that the Pirates handled their rotation and the way that Atlanta handled their rotation last night. Atlanta started a 20-year-old. The Pirates just recalled Clay Holmes from AAA, but he pitched a couple of weeks ago to much anger. And I was one of the guys who roasted him for it. Pirates were in the middle of a playoff race. They had three off days that you could see without having to look from one week to the other on the calendar. Their pitching staff was going well. They had just traded for Chris Archer. Their bullpen was deeper than it's been all year long with the ability, you'd think, to give starters some rest. And the Pirates went out and made a statement saying, we've got biometric data that backs up giving players rest coming out of Colorado. So now there are people, Pirates defenders, Pirates homers, guys who are wearing the black and gold color eye patches 
that are saying, see, Atlanta, they did the same thing. No, they didn't. Those are all the details the Pirates had. Here's what Atlanta's dealing with. 32 games in 32 days, and their starting rotation's been bad, and they weren't playing in Colorado. They were just playing against Colorado. They're not the same. Their starters have been stinking. They got blown out in Atlanta, swept by the Rockies. Their pitchers needed a rest. The Pirates pitchers had been pitching well and have continued to do so afterwards. All the Pirates did was shoehorn a bad starter in. They're not the same. Now, I've said this a bunch about a different number of different topics. Results always play into the opinion. We are a results-driven society. But I was bitching about Clay Holmes before it happened. A lot of people were bitching about Clay Holmes before it happened. And I'm sure people in Atlanta complained about this before it happened. I'm sure they're not complaining as much now. Maybe they got away with it. But there are merits. There are reasons why I'm okay with it if I'm an Atlanta fan. Why I wouldn't have been okay with it if I were a Pirates fan. They're not the same. A young pitcher started. That's where the similarities end. They're not analogous. They're not. Pirates homers. Where's all the outrage? Clay Holmes. 20-year-old for the Atlanta Braves. They're not the same. And the Pirates, using the biometric data, only made Pirates fans who wanted to be mad about it. They gave them ping, 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 ping. Their ears go up. Because it sounds like such nonsense. All of us can understand that rest would benefit a professional athlete. We have days built off into our calendars. We got Labor Day coming up. It's a three-day weekend. Why? Because everyone needs a damn break from work from time to time. That's just reality. That's just life. You got to have time to breathe and relax and spend time with your loved ones and not go work in your nine-to-five job that sucks. Now, me, we work every day. We love this job. But, hey, other people, they need time. If the Pirates had just come out and said, our guys need time, and they want time, that's the big one. They want time. Then, okay, you get behind it. But when they've got three off days built right in, when you've just added an extra starting pitcher to get a bad pitcher out of the rotation, none of it makes sense to me. And I'm happy that the Braves did this so I could bring it up again and rip the Pirates. I'm happy. Now, I'm not one of those guys who just goes out of their way to rip the Pirates. I don't. I think I'm very fair. When they deserve to be ripped, I rip them. When they don't, I don't. And we're talking about one start in a season that isn't going to amount to anything. But it's about the process. It's about doing the right things in anticipation of being in a playoff race at the end of the season. The Pirates didn't. And the Braves, on the flip side, their starters did need a rest. So they gave it to them. Coming up next, we discuss that and more with our good friend Will Graves from the Associated Press, including what constitutes a success for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Been a weird one today. Mr. Richard came on and claimed that he was the mad pooper who was going around wheeling and dropping deuces. Bloom Daddy from WJAS 
here in Pittsburgh and also simulcast in Wheeling. He claimed to be the mad pooper in Wheeling and then also gave us a bunch of details about Mr. Richard. I'm on a real death spiral right now. Been thinking about my own mortality and the mortality of all of us lately. Don't know what that's about. As the clouds roll into Pittsburgh, that's awful. But the one guy who can cheer me up and talk a little sports with us is a guy we haven't seen in a long time or heard from in a long time. It's Will Graves from the Associated Press. Graves? What's up, buddy? What up, man? I appreciate the nods, bump music. Uh, it's been a up-and-down summer for me, but uh feeling pretty good and ready to get back to work, so let's go. So we're up right now. Will Graves feeling good. On the steroids in full in full set. So. so are you doing, rumor has it, you're doing the show while doing jumping jacks? Well, Maybe. It's possible. I, I, by the way, shout out to Lam Martina for the very well done uh, floss in the cheese teeth. Thank you very much, Will. And you look like me. Now I know what I look like when I try to do it to impress my kids, by the way. <laughs> nice. Are your kids into the floss thing? Because I can't Dude, do it kid, to save my life. My nine year old, we went to a fit. I was out of town for work in Boston, but I happened to have a cousin getting married this weekend in Boston. It was totally random, but it worked out. And uh, he, like every song, he was a dancing machine, and every song he would floss. He's crazy. And then he would, like, do this weird – he was trying to do the worm, and it just didn't if – you, if you follow my Instagram, I put, took some video. It was not – he's got some work to do. Did you but try it, though? Will Graves tried the floss. I, oh, no, I absolutely tried the floss. And, it's, you know, nothing like a 44-year-old dad body. I used to be able to dance, by the way. This is a true story. My wife can cop to this. I used to be able to dance. Not anymore. I actually have rhythm. It's the moves that, that afterwards the problems ensue. But you look like, but like watching you do it, like I was like, yes, that's what I look like. I'm positive. Yeah, it so was like you not, sort not of like you look. weren't as bad as Tom, but you were like not good. I thought Tom nailed it. Maybe not. Which one is, no, I mean no. Will Graves no. joining us here? Let's yell. I mean, like I said, I feel good. I like I, as I told you a few months ago, or like a couple months, a month ago. Like if I'm ranting on Twitter, I'm feeling good, and if I'm quiet on Twitter, get worried. Well, obviously this morning I kind of. After a sabbatical, doing some uh, Olympic sports over the weekend, I kind of came back in hot. I did notice that the pot, that the Braves, by the way, who are in the middle of a playoff race, like actually in it, started a 20-year-old who had been hit kind of hard in two of his last three minor league starts to give their starters a breather, which is exactly what the Pirates did with the guy that actually had major league experience. But not exactly, Will. This is entirely results-based. This is entirely results oriented. Yes. Entirely. Okay. For the most part, it's results oriented. And I acknowledge that at the beginning of the program. That being said, the Pirates had a bunch of off days built in. The Braves are in the midst of 32 and 32. So if it made more sense for one team than the other, it made more sense for the Braves to do it. Beyond that, they're coming out of playing a series against Colorado in Atlanta. The Pirates said, well, we're coming out of Colorado. And now are all screwed up biometrically. I don't well, think I mean, we can, they're the we can same. Agree, and as I, you know, as I knew, and I sort of love lobbing these grenades. I know you do. It's all touching. It's really kind of fun. It's, He's I a snowflake. I, I just let him do for a while. But um, you know, like I, I understand, like their reasoning, not great. But if they had said instead, kind of what the Braves did, hey, we're worried about our guys getting tired. Like that was the problem. It was the mess. Right, and it was the way that they delivered it, and they, the Pirates absolutely have a problem sometimes with thinking that they're the smartest guys in the room. The flip side of that is, you know, this was that was what like a week and a half, or a week after they traded for Archer and Kayla, right? Right. Week, I mean, so we can't say 
my God, they really care and they're in it. And then when they make this decision a week later, say, oh, they don't care. They're trying to lose. I mean, you can't have it both ways. So well, I, but I believe but that they made the decision with the best interest, the long-term interest of the staff in mind. Well, of course they did. The Braves made the same thing. Who come off a weekend in which they got they they got swept right at home. They did. So, um, but okay. So you and I agree on like, the Pirates didn't do this because they're not trying to win. They did it in fact because they thought it would help them win. Uh, and I, by the way, the pitching has been pretty good. It was also pretty good leading into that stretch. Correct. Yeah. So maybe right. So maybe there's a correlation. No, it was good leading into the stretch. Oh, damn it. Damn it, Graves. You're picking and choosing. You're picking and choosing, William. You're picking and choosing. They were pitching very well going into Colorado, and they've continued to pitch well out of Colorado. I don't think it's because they bumped everyone back, but, hey, that might just be me. I mean, but it's possible, correct? It's possible that an extra day of rest built in, in addition to the days off already built in, has helped keep these guys fresh, correct? It's possible. Plead the fifth. <laughs> I will not. I will not fall victim to you, William Graves. I mean, I just. I mean, and the thing is, like, I just. And I know, guys, you guys got to have content, right? I mean, so and that was not me. Low hanging fruit Talk about for anything. a few days, and I get it, and I understand it. But I mean, the Braves. By the way, the Braves are actually in the playoff race. Like they, and everybody's like, oh, well, they're in first place. They're in first place by a game, and if they lose two in a row, they're out of the playoffs entirely. That's how tight that race is for NLEs and the two wildcard spots, okay? So, ostensibly, they have more at stake yesterday than the Pirates did two weeks ago when they started. Clay Holmes, who now apparently said there were Jerry Meals and Barry Bonds <laughs> in terms of, like, evil characters in the history of the Pirates. I mean, it's it's sort of like, I mean, come on. Like The problem is with the Pirates, the decision to do that was not out of the ordinary. Other teams do it. But the reaction, I thought, was just so over the top that I just kind of had to point out, like, eh. if Holmes goes out and does what he does against the Brewers uh, the, the previous time out, it's it's a nothing burger. We're not even talking about it. So people just were, wanted something to complain about, and the Pirates, the way they explained it away, gave them something. They're low-hanging fruit. It's easy to kill them sometimes. And I just, I'm not sticking up for the Pirates. I just want some intellectual uh, consistency on behalf of the Twitterati, which is stupid because I literally got in a Twitter argument today with a a, a, a woman who called me out for wondering why uh, Simone Biles wore a teal leotard over the weekend. It was because she's a the, the survivor of sexual abuse, and she was doing it as a shout out to other survivors, and they wanted to know why I wrote about it. So Twitter, like, would I, you would you have written about that if it I wasn't feeling good? I, I took a break and I was like, this is kind of good, like not coming in and hot taking all the time. And then, like, but I'm feeling good. You know, kids are start school in two days. They're driving me nuts. So I'm like, I'm going to bury myself on my phone for an hour. And you kind of get back into Twitter, and you're like, oh, my God, this was, this was stupid. Twitter well, is sort of stupid. Well, you would not have written about Simone Biles wearing teal if she were white, though. I, I, you know what the weird part is? When that woman initially came at me, I didn't even see the white, the you white people part. I just saw the you people. I assumed she was talking about journalists. Oh. Which is why I went back at her. And then, like, I saw, like, as I sat down to write something else an hour ago, I was like, oh, she said you white people. Well, my, that's, a, no, that's a tripwire, folks. That is a tripwire. I mean, the, I, I mean, I'm, you, you I could know. not be worse. Oh, man. You are a white journalist, man. You are, you are target number one in this country right now, huh? Pretty much. Will Graves much, joining us from the Associated Press. Uh, Will, let's <laughs> let's talk about some more inconsistencies. Uh, sure. the, the NFL is just so contradictory on player safety, and it's not breaking any news, but there was a, an extra addendum, if you will, to that today. 
the Ravens are playing three games in 11 days. Every team plays on Thursday. They want to play an 18-game schedule. They won't eliminate preseason games. They're anti-recreational marijuana or medical marijuana. Uh, and now we find out that on Wednesday, tomorrow morning, they're going to have a conference call that might pull back the new helmet rule. Uh, I'm not in love with the helmet rule, not necessarily because of the rule itself, but because it's going to affect games, and we've never seen games affected in that way before. But they're going to pull this back maybe a little bit. But if it was a rule that was created for player safety, when they do wind up pulling it back, wouldn't that mean that they're then stepping on their own toes and contradicting themselves? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. <gasps> Pulling it back, I think they need to do a better job of educating the officials. Because I think the officials, you know how, like, the preseason sort of, to me, looks like what we talk about, like, in the, every day, every year in the NCAA, early in the year, there's what points of emphasis, right, in, ba- in, in basketball specifically, where they call every carry or they call a moving picks or they call a trap, whatever. I mean, like, they, they make it a point of emphasis, and then it la- the games take forever because there's so many fouls, and then it lasts about – you know, a month, and then they go back to doing it, it, calling the games normally, right? I mean, I think this is sort of where the NFL is at. I think the officials are so afraid that they are calling flags on stuff because, to cover their butts. I mean, I, I think that they're not even 100% clear on what the rule is. And so if they're not clear, how the hell do you expect the players to be clear? And I think that is the problem. What do the Steelers need to do this year to keep people off Tomlin's back? They got to win the whole thing? Probably. I mean, they got. I think they have to get to the Super Bowl. I do believe this, and and I believe that this is the last best chance of Ben's career to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely, couldn't agree I mean, more. We can be impressed with what James Conner did last weekend, and I everybody roots for James Conner, but I think you cannot replacing Le'Veon, and you've got guys on that offensive line. Ramon Foster contracts up. Um, you know, I the, the guy that line is getting a little bit older. I just think this is their last best chance. But I think that he has to because I'm not sure. Like they'll be good. But I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. You know who I think might be good in like two years? I think the Browns might be good in two years. Yeah. Do you see Baker with his shirt off? He looks pretty good. He does. I, but I mean, like, let's pull one out for Coach Todd here, who, as as everybody that's been around him knew, like if he he's winning hard knocks, right? I mean, he's like he's the he's the winner in hard knocks, right? Correct. He's got to be. Except for Baker, who took off his shirt and looked really good. Well, I mean, it doesn't really count. I mean, Coach. Like, Coach Todd has – I look more, way more like Coach Todd Haley than I do Baker. So. <laughs> I do, too. Will Graves from the you, Associated you Press. Do you think they the Super Bowl? I mean, oh, you're, yeah. guys, you're the one Gosh. at camp. You're the one, you know, dealerization radio. I mean, do you think they got to get there or what? I don't think, in my opinion – that they need to get there for me to think Mike Tomlin has done a good job. But I think that the vast majority of the Hoy Polloi think that, yes, they need to win the Super Bowl. And beyond that, the national media, without a question, thinks that they need to win the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous because the national media says this team, this team, this team, this team, this team, this team, and this team are all expected to win the Super Bowl, yet only one of them can. It's odd. Yeah, I mean, but I think when you look at I mean, this is all just hype, right? I mean, it's just... When you look, when you return 10 of 11 offensive starters on an offense that was third in the league last year in yards and eight in points, I mean, I think that you've got a Hall of Fame receiver in the prime of his career. You've got a quarterback that still looks, that is still getting it done. You've got one of the best running backs. You've got the best running back in the league. I mean, I think that's the expectation. Sure. That being said, he's also got, I mean, like, to get people off, like, there's a difference between getting people off his back and, and getting fired. I mean, Mike Tomlin's going to be coach the Steelers pretty much as long as he wants. Yes. Posthumously, so. he'll be co- coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> but 
See, here, here's the deal. Everyone says the Steelers have all this talent. And they, oh, my God, they absolutely do. But Tom Brady's still walking out there probably in the AFC Championship game. And then the Eagles, they might be there. Or the team that was leading the Patriots by 25 points in the Super Bowl might be there. Or the Saints with a Hall of Fame quarterback might be there. Or the Vikings with one of the best rosters in the league might be there. Like, to say that the Steelers have this right to the championship, I mean, they don't. No one does. It's it's a hard road to get there. And, yeah, they're just... They're not any more talented, I don't think, than the teams I just mentioned. They're they're on par. They're not more talented than. Well, those I don't guys. know. I think offensively they're more talented than any team in the league. Sure, that's okay. Offensively, fine, and defensively though, maybe the talent is there, but the rest of it. By the way, breaking news: uh, Eli Rogers suspended Week One for some sort of substance abuse violation, according to Twitter and Kevin Colbert. So, Mike Tomlin's just—he's a terrible coach. Distractions abound. Eli, by the way, who like isn't going to play anyway. So Eli, so Eli is going to be out till week six, regardless, because he's going to be on the pup list. You know who I hope right. gets suspended for marijuana or something is Josh Dobbs. Yeah, keep him around for four weeks. Well, I mean, I think that that is. I mean, isn't that the most interesting thing about this group? I mean, I he's. You know, I mean, I think everybody's sort of surprised at how good he's done, right? I mean, I think everybody's sort of like, oh, this guy might be able to play a little bit. But look, I mean, he's. Makes basically earning himself a paycheck somewhere else. I mean, that's what he's doing. Unless, you know, Mason turns his ankle or Landry, you know, jams his hand on somebody's helmet or something. I mean, I, I think, and, and good for Josh, because that's a tough spot. You know, that's a real tough spot. Can you tell your Ryan Shazier alopecia story, please? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so... It's late in his rookie season. Uh, they, they had a home game late. I can't remember. It might have been. I can't remember which game it was. I talked to him. But he had his first, like, re- he had been hurt a little bit, obviously. And it was his first. He had, a, he had a really good game. And we were sort of, were you with Were you standing there? I was there. Okay, yeah. So we're talking. And then, like, I made some sort of joke, some sort of bald joke. Like, innocuous bald I joke. thought like, Troy um, got tackled by his hair or something. It, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was something like that, and I was like, "Well, that isn't a problem for you." Or I stupid sports writer stuff. And Shay, who is one of literally in the seven years that I'm covering the team, like probably with Moats and, and a couple other guys, Darius Hayward Bay, my favorite player to talk to. You know, which sort of, um, and he like very politely, and I had written that he had all these like earlier in the year, like, but just in that moment, I absolutely forgot because I was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to try to be cool here with this NFL football player and make some stupid ass joke." And um, he was he was polite as you would expect him to be because he is he's literally one of the best dudes out there. And he just kind of you know I mean he I, did he not? Was, I mean I was impressed. If I had made that sort of a joke to James Harrison, the result would not have been the same. Well, it was kind of in the line. He kind of looked and was like, "I've got alopecia." I mean, it's real calm and cool. I mean, but and, and I absolutely I've got the know. tape somewhere of that I yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, he was cool about it, and that happens to everybody. Everybody, I mean, like I, it was funny. Don't worry I, about it. It was funny, and I sort of own my stuff. I mean, there's some people that take themselves too seriously. I am not that guy, right? I am not. I mean, what are we doing? We're walking. I'm, I'm walking. I get literally get paid to talk to athletes for a living. You know, I, I had a buddy when I was in Boston over the weekend. One of our Boston sports writers, his wife is one of the most renowned OBGYN in the world, and huh. she's at a table at dinner with us, and we're talking about stupid sports stuff for like an hour and a half. And I was like, I turned to his left, like, this has got to be the dumbest thing ever. And she's like, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's, 
it's sort of what you do. But, yeah, I mean, am I sitting here? Do I sit there when I've got some child's life in my hands? Am I sitting there thinking, man, my husband's getting paid to sit there and scrum with Tom Brady? She's like, no. Yes, it's sort of not not that important. So well, we, we make it important. We take ourselves we take ourselves very you don't. No, I one no. of the reasons that one of the reasons that we get along so well because you sort of realize that this is all kind of a show, right? Uh, no, no, I take myself very seriously. In fact, I want you to listen to this uh, uh okay, just just be quiet. You might even want to stop breathing for a second. Serious broadcast. Yeah, this is this is a, yesterday on our program. Here's some serious broadcasting that went down. I need you to listen intently. Are you ready? Great. All right. All right. Here we go. And put mfers on the ground. Did you happen to hear the end there? One more time. And put mfers on the ground. <laughs> you hear that? Ground. No, it was a fart. How was that? I missed that. I couldn't, I, you know, your sort of high-pitched voice, uh, you know. You were listening to play, me. Play one more time. No, one, one more time. time. One more right time. at the end. Right at the end. And put MFers on the ground. <laughs> that's what we have to deal with in studio. Wow, that's the kind of, and that's the kind of one that, like, my daughter would make one of those and immediately say she'd go to the bathroom. So I'm assuming you cut the break immediately. Uh, I did go to the bathroom at that moment, and, yes, we had to clean up. Thank you for your time, buddy. This was uh, odd, but what we're used to, and hope we can keep it up, man. Keep fighting that fight. Hi, dude. I'll see you. That's Will Graves from the Associated Press coming up next. Oh, boy. It is the hottest take of the day, other crap, and a very special edition of three stars of the show. I'm very much looking forward to this one. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, he went from the bottom. I give up, man. If you're not going to be honest about it, I give John, my nipple, looks like, my nipple looks like my cat, like a, like my cat's nipple. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. No Starling Marte in the lineup for the Pirates tonight. Clint Hurdle says that he was at the doctor's office earlier today. If it is that, fine. If it's another game suspension, if it's another game being benched because he was dogging it, come on, man. Uh, How much of a point do you have to prove? Starling Marte is one of the Pirates' best players. Yes, he does need to hustle out there, but they themselves said this weekend, Neil Huntington said this weekend, they're in the throngs of a playoff race. And even though it seems unlikely that they're going to make the playoffs, and if not almost impossible, your best player's got to be in there. If it is because he was loafing, it's asinine. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. It was brought to my attention today that Clint Hurdle was less than nice to Pirates broadcaster Greg Brown in a pregame interview yesterday on the flagship radio station. And that has been something I've noticed more and more lately. As I drove back and forth from Latrobe for Steelers training camp, I'd be listening to the Pirate games 
whenever they were on so that I could, you know, be up to speed for my highly rated sports show. And he is such a douche to Joe Block. And yesterday was very condescending to Greg Brown. There's no worse look, I think, for a coach than to be condescending to people who cover the team. And more than that, how about people who are paid by the team? I mean, Joe Block and Greg Brown are paid by the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're Pittsburgh Pirates employees. Greg Brown is the biggest Pirates fan in the history of the world. He's in the midst of radio calls having an orgasm about a Pirates walk-off win in April. Pirates are 15 games under 500, and he's giving calls like it's seventh game of the World Series, and you're going to talk down to him? Greg Brown was a broadcaster for a long time before Clint Hurdle was a broadcaster, or was a, was the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he's going to be around longer than Clint Hurdle's going to be here. you got to have respect for a guy who's that dedicated to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you should have respect for your fellow man, no matter how upset you are about the way things are going of late. You shouldn't be talking down to someone because, oh, I played the game, I know much more. Clint Hurdle a lot of the time acts like he knows everything there is to know about baseball and that nobody else could have the slightest idea. When the reality is, it's a game that, yes, I'm sure Clint Hurdle knows more about than I do, but it doesn't mean that I couldn't offer a suggestion. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. That's the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. The man who held the record for the world beer, beer mile. Oh, start over, Tom. Do it again. Woo! Do it again. Other crap. The man who held the record for the world beer mile challenge has been disqualified for not drinking enough beer. Guess he won't be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Woo! Other crap. The Raiders' new stadium in Las Vegas will have a jail and court system in the basement, I presume next to the remains of Al Davis. Woo! Other crap. It's been 700 days since Pitt basketball in a conference game. It's time for a rousing edition of three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Eternal Darkness. Try to remember before you were born. You can't. That's what we're looking at. And we won't know it, but it's terrifying. Or will you? Just add a little terrifying twist where it's just Adam Crowley floating in blackness going, where am I? Somebody talk to me. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> it's kind of like doing an AM radio show. Oh, no. Anybody out there? Can you hear me? <laughs> second star. Tonight's second star of the show, the legend of Mr. Richard. The best story about him, now he will deny this, but I got it from very good sources. He was a towel boy at a local cat house in Wheeling back in the day. Oh, no. He, he was the towel boy. He was the mop-up guy. He took care of the juice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I swear, man, I couldn't make it up. Yeah. Like the guy, if 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 a sloth took human form, that's what he looks like. I'm trying to give you, like you've a, seen like him, image of, like oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he looks like a human penis. Like he <laughs> he um, put eyes and ears like Mr. Potato Head with a shaft. I mean, that's what he looks like. And stop what you're doing, cuz, ladies and gentlemen, we got a megastar! Tonight's megastar! The one, 
The only, the man himself, Mr. Richard. Well, I don't know about cheering up part, but I can relate to one subject we were talking about. Okay. We were talking about this uh, one black woman or African-American, I guess that's what they wanted to be called. Tell him, when you go black, you'll never go back. I had that happen to me. With the woman who told me that, she, no, I was about to have sex with her, and she says, when you go black, you'll, this wasn't a mistake choosing me, because when you go black, you'll never go back. And she was most of Mr. Richard, I hope that you know that there's a man pooping everywhere and wheeling, and we've actually been told it might be you. There's a man doing what and wheeling? Pooping everywhere. That's me. <laughs> Is it you? you Is it you? Like out in public, Mr. Richard. Yes, even in public. Where's yep, the... I have this chronic diarrhea, and I am doing that. So far, it would be embarrassing. I was at one the other night, and I had to hurry up and go, and it's a good thing that one day I'm going, and I could go, because I hate to see it come out and just get all on the floor. I think that would embarrass me if that happened. Who's telling you this? Somebody from Wheeling telling you? Yeah, it's been, it's been put in my ear. <laughs> But as far as uh, going black, all right, when you go black, you'll never go back. This woman told me that. And then she says one thing about me, because she was pretty good size, like 250, so more for comfort and speed. But she says there's one thing about this. Uh, when you put it in, you, you can have a wrinkle, and you will never know the difference. Who let the dogs out? The Crowley Show. Built for comfort, not speed. Here's the Pirates lineup tonight. Dickerson, Frazier, Polanco, Bell, Cervelli, Moran, Echeverria, Newman, and Nova against the Atlanta Braves. That was a weird one today, boys. Yes, it was. As if they're ever not, but this was weirder than even usual. A lot of feces talk. I'm really feeling my own mortality lately. Coming up next, we had an hour of good golf talk, right? Jerry Dulac? Uh, no, it's not Jerry. Tom and Tom. Tom and Tom. Oh. Tom and Tom up next.